This is a podcast. Do you know who I hate this week? I bet it's a man. Um, I bet a lot of people have made that mistake, but it's not. This one, this one's going to be interesting. Okay. Um, Susan Boyle mm. is who I hate this week. So a lot of people have thought that Susan Boyle was a man, is I that would, what you're saying? I would imagine. Um... You recently posted something how you were watching some Les Mis thing, and then mm. Amanda was talking about it when we were at uh, Channel 6, which I think we'll get to later, but how like the last time she was working, that's what was on and what the giveaways were or something. Right. Um, so it's put me in this mood, so I was like, I was downloading you know, and listening back to it and things, and or I was looking for something on YouTube, and when you put in Les Mis, a lot of times, a lot of the results are Susan Boyle, and I was like, oh my god, you know, because I don't, I never watched it when she was on, um, and so I thought, okay, well I'll watch this, why not? You, know, you never watched what when she was on? I never watched that clip when it was like viral and when she became famous. Wasn't that from a British show? Yeah, okay. it was like Britain's Got Talent, <clears throat> right? Um, so I was like, okay, I'll watch it, and it's it's. Exactly what you'd expect. She comes out. She's all frumpy. You know, they kind of interview her, and she's, like, unemployed. I think she lives with her parents, and she's ugly, and she's never had a boyfriend. And you just, like, so you write her off, right? right. So you and, – and this was the whole reason it became popular, but but and this is why I hate her. Because you think, oh, this is a joke. She's just – she's going to – She's going to be awful. She's going to warble right. something like Charlotte Ray, and then right. they'll send her home, and right. blah, blah, blah. And so everyone's written her off, and then she starts singing, and she has, you know, this this – Broadway caliber voice and she sings the song and you know and uh Simon Cowell's jaw drops and and the cute British girls like near tears and everything and so so that's what I hate because I I did the same thing watching it even though I knew she could sing from mm-hmm. you know she became popular I still I was like oh this is gonna be crap look at her you know look how ugly she is and then you hear it and you're like, and you end up feeling bad about yourself. Mm. And that's why I hate her because yeah. I think she did it on purpose. Well, don't you think, you think that she was really like super hot and she's like, this is my <laughs> trick. No. I'm going to make myself look really ugly just for this trickster moment. I don't think anyone could make themselves look that bad. But I think that she did play up her, like, frumpiness or something. Do you think it was her, or do you think it was, like, the producers of the show? Because you have to think yeah. that the producers of the show heard her sing at one point, and they're like... Right. I'm sure there's a pre-audition. Like, hey, when you come, you don't need to really dress up too much. You know, like... <laughs> yeah. It's pretty casual in there. <laughs> it's just national TV. So don't shave your legs. Oh, good, God. You know. Yeah. So I hate her because I wound up feeling bad about myself. What a great reason to hate somebody. Some people... I'm, Damn you, homeless guy, for making me feel bad about myself. People may call her a talent or an inspiration. I call her a self-righteous bitch. Wow. Yeah. You are quite an individual. Well, she made me feel bad about myself. Okay. For judging that book by its cover. And you know what? At the end of the day, another Les Mis reference, she's still ugly. I'm sure she can sing one song, apparently, but she's still... Unemployed frump that lives with her parents. Oh, you don't think she's making money now? Oh, I'm sure she is. Yeah, I don't think she's unemployed anymore. Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't think she's making that much money, though. She's smart. If she's smart, she will be. I mean, I don't think she's selling that many albums, you know? Maybe. Who knows? Um, I hate her. Okay. (laughs) Um, It makes me think of that show that's coming out, The Voice. Like, I feel like that's what inspired her. that? It's a ridiculous group of people. Uh, and the Adam Levine from Maroon Five, yeah, CeeLo Green, who nobody knew who he was until like a few F- months ago, you. yeah, yeah, thank you, uh, and some new country dude, young country dude, uh, and Christina Aguilera, who's looking more and more like Snooki oh. every time I see her. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know what's going on with her. Did she have a kid? She did, but I feel like she didn't bounce back. Not too well. No. But it's more than just the weight thing. It's like how she's presenting herself. Mm. It's very, it's very Snooky Snook-esque. I don't like it. No. Um, anyway, so the premise of the show is they are these judges of great singers because they all have great voices or something. Although CeeLo Green just kind of has a weird voice. Isn't it just say auto-tuned or yeah. something? I feel like they should have had the dude from Crash Test Dummies. Because that guy's got an awesome voice. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And when um, he's thinking about what to say, he can just sit there mumbling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, so anyway, they sit in these four chairs facing away from the stage. Oh, and people come so out it's and not sing, based on looks. And it's not at all based on looks for them. Now, I don't know, like, if we're going to be able to see the person as the audience. Like, you know, because, I mean, the, the, they're judging them without yeah, sight. Yeah, I know. But I feel like it might be a better idea for us not to see the person either. Right. So for that we are also not. Or yeah. Something? yeah. Although I don't think it would be as fun for the audience to listen to... The judges' quotes without, but our, I mean, the, yeah, they're going to be talking about the singing skill anyway, right? They're not right. going to be like, "I think you're a five foot seven blonde girl," or, you know. It'd be awesome if they did do that. It's not like they each had to like draw a, an artist's sketch yeah. of what they think the person looks like. They're not like carnival people guessing their weight or something. Based it'd be awesome on that. if if at one point they think it's the wrong gender. Yeah, I'm sure that'll happen. That would be pretty I'm great. sure when the producers came up with the idea, I'm sure that was their first thing they wanted to go to. Yeah. You sing good for a dude. Like, what? <laughs> the hell are you talking about? Um, yeah, so I don't know. I probably won't watch it. I mean, I don't watch those right. other singing shows, so why would I watch that? I also have a This Week in Hatred. Lay it on me. And you are not going to like it. I'm not going to share your hatred? Definitely not. I'm 100% sure that you're not going to share my hatred. Is it me? It's not you. Oh, okay. It is Apple Computers. Oh, no. Yeah. Really? So here's what happened. Apple's um, done you wrong? I My phone was close to dead for some reason. So um, as I, I was leaving to go to work... Like just the battery you Yeah, mean? the battery. Okay. Yeah. So I grabbed my uh, my little charger thing. But I didn't mm-hmm. grab the charger. I just grabbed like, the plug you know, that, that connects it. Mm-hmm. Because I have iTunes on my computer at work. Okay. So, so I was not like, the wall plug, just right. the computer. I was like, I'll just plug it in because I've done it before. I'll just plug it into my computer and that'll charge it or whatever. Right. So I do that, and um, I it was like, oh, do you want to update the OS? Because that right. came out a, like a few weeks ago or something, but I hadn't done it. So I was like, sure. So I do that, and it updates. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go. We were had some meeting or something in the morning, so I went to go do that. I come back, and it's like, oh, an error occurred. Uh-huh. And it wiped my, my uh, that, phone clean. That happened to Rachel's phone once. I had to. So it was like, oh, do you want to reboot back to the previous mm-hmm. whatever? Well, the previous time that I had synced it to that computer was January of 2010. Wow. So there's like all these contacts I've gotten since then that are gone. Like it's old text messages from back then. All these apps and books that I downloaded and songs that all all gone. Um. Wow. Yeah. That's, so I was not happy. Right. That happened to Rachel's too. And I remember thinking like this is kind of lame of Apple. So it seems like, and I think this is the same thing happened to you that if it's updating the software and then the computer like screensaver you know goes to sleep, uh-huh. it wipes. It just yeah. erases everything. Yeah. Rachel's, I couldn't even restore to the last backup. Really? I kept trying, and it would fail again, and I'd have to, like, re-wipe it out and re-try to do it, oh, and wow. finally she just had to start all over. How did, what do you mean, start all over? Just get a new phone? No, no, but, like, she didn't get any of her contacts or oh. any text messages or any Oh, really? Apps. Back to, like, the, the original factory right. settings? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. It does suck. And like I said, I mean... Be, that those software things take like twenty minutes to download. Right. So I mean, since then, I'm always just sitting here reading a book, jiggling the mouse every couple of minutes. But Is that like, a euphemism? yeah, I'm just beating <laughs> off and hoping that I'm <laughs> that that bar going across just really does it for me. Hoping that I'm acrobatic enough to to wake up the computer. Um. So yeah, but come on, Apple, yeah. like. You don't think you think people are just gonna be sitting here watching it update? They're not gonna plug it in and walk and away. And the truth is, like I was looking at the OS, you know, like what was part of it, and it was like, oh, makes it compatible with iPad and whatever. I'm like, I really didn't need to do this at all. Right. That's the other thing. <sighs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, Apple computers, you're on my poop list right now. I can see that. And and really, like I said, I think the thing that bugs me the most is that it seems like a simple problem to fix, or at least a problem they should be aware of, and maybe Definitely. tell you, like, you know, when it pops up, oh, do you want to update to 4.3.8? By the way, don't walk away. Like, let this finish before the computer yeah. turns itself off. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty weak, Apple. Super weak. For all the computer, for all the consumer friendliness uh, mm-hmm. of their products. I mean, there's a lot of great things about Apple computers. It's not like I'm like, oh, I'm going to throw away my iPhone. But it's definitely a strike. Big strike. You've had that one for a while, though. Maybe it's a sign that you're supposed to upgrade. Mm. I'm, it's, it's a 
three GS. All right, I'm just saying. Okay, I've had it for like a, a year and a half, maybe. That's upgrade time. Yeah, or something. Twenty months. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Right. I'm not a scientist. Okay. So you're a gentleman and a scholar. <laughs> that I am. Speaking of gentleman and scholar, <laughs> ooh, thank you. Nice transition. That was amazing. Yes. So last week uh, when we were at Trivia, Kylie came up to me and asked what I was doing Thursday night. And I had plans. I actually had legit plans. Really? Did. And she's like, uh, well, I need people to answer the phones at Channel 6. And I was like, yeah, you know. Oh, well. And then she drops the bomb. Huel Hauser is going to be there in studio. The Huel Hauser. The Huel Hauser. Not like on lo- – not like – the video of him that's going to yeah, be shown there. Not a satellite, not The whatever. man in person. Yeah. So I was like, all right, that is that is worth, you know, changing my plans for. You know, I have, since this whole thing has gone on, and Amanda was there and Amanda's told people about it, I've realized how many people really love Huel Hauser. Like, just all these people really like, oh yeah, I love that guy. I'm, like, I don't see how you couldn't. I, I mean. Like that show has to have great ratings because everyone knows who he is. <laughs> I don't know if there's a lot of people that watch the show start to finish. I know yeah, I can't. That's probably true. Um, but, you know, Huel serves a purpose. Okay. You know, it's it's a show that, that you wouldn't watch. If it was just a, a calm person walking around being like, here's the biggest tree in California, nobody would watch. Right. If it was more of a typical PBS show. But his excitement over every mundane, you know, part of whatever, you know, the, the oldest runway in California or mm-hmm. the whatever, you know. And it's cool because it's all California-based, right, too. Right. If it was national, there'd be a lot more, like, I don't care about yeah. the Ohio ball of twine or whatever. Right. Minnesota. Right. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a weird Al Yankovic song. Hello. His enthusiasm <laughs> is just so... Uh, Infectious? Yes. Yeah. You, I don't watch it to see what he's talking about. I watch it to see him talk about it. Yeah. Um, maybe he'll be on the voice. <laughs> maybe he'll be singing. Uh, that'd be horrible because they did show during that special. So he recorded the song California here I come. Oh no. And there was like a music video and yeah, it's, he's more of a talk singer, you know, okay. but yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> it was not amazing. So, uh, so we get to channel six and first of all, here's this guy could have been a, someone I hate. I hope he's not listening. I actually hope he is listening. Maybe it'll make him better. There's like an orientation, which you would expect. I want to know how I you know, put in the credit card numbers right. and what I tell the people and stuff. Um, so this guy went on for about an hour and a half at least. What? And a lot of it was just – he'd cover something. It's like, okay, I get it. Like hit, hit enter to go to the next screen. And, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And, like, then he'd just keep going over that point. I'm like, yeah, I get it. And there wasn't, I mean, there was, like, a dozen people. Mm-hmm. And they all looked like they'd used a computer before. Right. It wasn't like my grandma was in there, you know. Um, so he was just such a blowhard about it. And he's been, the thing is, he's he's been a volunteer there for 25 years. So this isn't his first time doing it either. But we get there at 730, and he's talking about blah, blah, blah. And it's just so boring. And it's more than I would ever need to know. And I'm a volunteer. Like, right. if, you know, maybe I could have showed up an hour later if I really only needed 20 minutes instead of this. So, and then he told us, like, okay, at 8 o'clock, they're going to do a two-minute intro live, and they want the people in the background. And then they're just going to show a show for, like, 54 minutes or whatever. Um, complete. Not like the usual Breaks, PBS where they yeah. break it up, you know, they're going to show the complete show, and then the second hour will be all live and Huel in studio. So he's like talking, I'm looking at the clock, it's like 7.55, and I'm like, and I'm like, don't they want us there at 8? He's talking, and finally, like, this director guy comes running in, he's like, we need we need all the volunteers in the seats for the, you know, the background of this shot. And so I was like, this guy wasn't going to stop until someone came in and stopped right. him. So we go in and we, you know, we're all smiling in the background. Huel's like, hey, watch this show and I'll be back in an hour and blah, blah, You know, cut. Great. The guy starts going on again. And so now we're like in the studio and he shows us how to log into the computers and goes as slowly as he can through an example of, of how to plug it in and stuff. It was like, it was really annoying me. 
because we hadn't done anything to this point. Right. You know? And he'd been there like an hour and a half. Yeah. And, and, and in fact, at one point, Kylie's like, how's it going? And I was like, I, we've been doing this stupid orientation for an hour and a half. And she just looked at me like, serious? And the guy kept saying like, well, you know, from, from 802 to 855 or whatever, you know, you'll, you'll have just time to do whatever you want or, you know, use the bathrooms or get a snack or something. He like talked up until five minutes before showtime. And so it finally is like, well, if you want to, you know, stretch your legs or go outside and use your cell phones or use the bathroom or whatever, go ahead. And I was like, like, I have two minutes, jerk. Well, basically, I was like, oh, I should, I should pee because we're going to be on camera, you know, for an hour and a half or whatever. You can't leave. And so I get up, like, and I'm not even outside the studio into the hallway yet. And on the pager, it's like, uh, volunteers to the phone bank, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ah, well, you know, fuck off. So that was horrible, which if I'm an employee... Okay, you can you can waste my time. But if I'm a volunteer, you should lay out a red carpet for me. You should like make sure that I'm happy so that I want to come back and do it right. again. Right. And I mean like Amanda had done it before and she had to sit through an hour and a half of this. And she said whoever did it the first time she did it was much better and more mm-hmm. succinct. So that was horrible. So it was off to a bad start. Then we get in the studio with Huel, and it was amazing. Oh, they gave us <laughs> t shirts to wear of a picture of Huel that says that's, that's amazing. Right. And, uh, which I was a little surprised at. I didn't realize that he, uh, he supported the whole caricature, I guess, of himself. So he's in the studio and he's doing these, these, so the whole thing is based around this UC Davis episode and what they're selling this time or not selling, I guess, but the gift, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of the tote bag, when you call and donate the gift is tickets to this event, which I still don't really know what it is. It's from 10 to four on a Saturday at UC Davis and I think it's just basically a tour with Huel. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe going through the buildings and the arboretum and the things he did in that episode. So he's got the people from that episode to, in the studio. There's like okay. a lady with bugs. and There's a, a raptor dude, wasn't there's there? There's a lady with a, a raptor, lady. yeah. And there's a plant lady and then like a chef or something. So he's doing these, these skits. Now, I, I can't really watch – or not skits, but he's doing these interviews and what. I can't really watch it because I'm on the phone taking people's credit card numbers and right. stuff. So, but it's kind of going on and it's, it was amazing. The, yeah, the phones <laughs> rang. You're really drinking the Kool-Aid there, aren't you? <laughs> the phones rang nonstop. Wow. I mean that, you know, like you were saying, I can't believe how many people are a fan of Huel Hauser. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, it was, you know, it wasn't a selling of a ticket. It was a gift, but it came to $75 a ticket. You know, if you donated one fifty, you got two tickets, gotcha. et cetera. So, I mean, that's a lot of money, you know, to walk around UC Davis on a Saturday afternoon with Huel Hauser, but I mean, nonstop people calling in. And was there a limited number of people who could do it? He said there were 500 tickets and I don't know. They didn't tell us like how many were sold or whatever, but you're like, don't tell the people they're already out. (laughs) But they were, there were a lot. I could not believe the amount of people calling and, and donating to get these, these tickets, you know, it was impressive. The most awkward part of it is they make you do a survey of like what is what's your highest level of education, mm-hmm. what's your ethnic background, and like what year were you born? So it's all college graduate, white, <laughs> yeah, nineteen forty. Mm, I'd say nineteen forty five to okay. nineteen sixty. Okay. But but yeah, I I felt awkward asking. Um, but yeah, everyone was four more years of college and Caucasian, which, yeah. you know, you'd expect. Are you white or colored? That's <laughs> probably the question. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, you'd expect, I guess, for KVIE donors, you know. Well, I mean, I just said that from the last time that, I mean, you know, not to be stereotypical, but you got, you got, you think the kind of people that are going to watch Hugh Hauser walk around UC Davis and the kind of people that are going to watch Les Mis they're are not, a certain type of people. They're not high school dropouts. Right. You know? well, exactly. Yeah. At least in that part of it, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I had to do that, which was weird. Um, yeah, one of the things Amanda told me was that at first you guys had little name tags. Yeah. We had, like, you know, my Hello, My Name Is sticker. Right. And we're wearing them. I guess they make you do that all the time. And when we walked in the studio... Huel was like, Huel wanted nothing of it. And he said it several times. And he's like, don't you think they should take off the name tags? I think it'd look better or something. And everyone's like, oh, yo, yes, Mr. Hazard, yes, Mr. Hazard, sure. Um, did you ask him if he was Doogie's dad? I did not ask him if he was Doogie's dad. Um, you know, it's interesting, though. One thing, my sister had dinner at Mulvaney's that night. And I guess he was at the next table. 
I saw <laughs> I saw her Facebook post and it said something about Mulvaney's and then hanging out with Huel. So I thought that maybe she had gone to KVI with you. No, guys. she just happened to be having dinner with some friends and he was at the next table. And I guess they were doing that thing where you you look at other people's plates when you're deciding what to order. And I guess he like caught her and was like, "Hey, get your eyes off my pork chop or something." It's <laughs> like that's awesome. Was he incredulous about the food? Um, no. Well, this pork no. is amazing. Yeah, maybe when he came out. But I asked her, like, was he wearing the uh, the short sleeve blue shirt that he's like always wearing in the show, and that he was wearing in the studio? And she's like, no, he's just dressed normally. He's wearing an Ed Hardy shirt. <laughs> Backwards baseball cap. It's kind of like tats and stuff. Um, so I think it's like a costume, which is kind of weird because he was it wearing that in the studio. Yeah. You know, it's like his Huel costume. Well, he's got to know that that's where his bread is buttered, right? Right. You know? But it was just odd. Like, I just assumed that's how he dressed or something. So, he was great. So, at one point, he comes over, like, during a break from his interviews, and he's he's walking behind us. Well, the first time he did a shot with the volunteers, he, like, went to this group of these three girls. And I was like, oh, no. I bet he was kind of, like, lethario A little pervy. He's going to, yeah. like, oh, I'm going to give all the girls the attention. But, um... But he wasn't like a back massage. Yeah. (laughs) I have amazing fingers. Um, So he came over. You do, actually. uh, Thank you. I know. (laughs) So he came over. Oh, you're so tense, by the way. (laughs) He he came over behind us and he's like, so are we getting a lot of calls? Are we selling a lot of tickets? And I told him, I was like, well, we we were until the bug guy came on, but the phones haven't been ringing. (laughs) And then later in the show, he, like, actually said that when he was on camera. He's like, they said the calls dropped off when the bug guy was on, but now they're back or something. It's like, yeah, feeding Huel lines. Nice. Very nice. It it was awesome. And so after it was over, he was taking pictures. Kylie had a group of, like, um, big wigs or, you know, big donors that were watching in the studio. And she was kind of, you know. Filating them. Pretty much. You know, like the escorting them around right, and, right. oh, thank you for being here, Mr. So-and-so. Would you like a picture with Huel and blah, blah, blah. So he was doing all that with the donors and stuff. But then he came around to to us, the volunteers, and he signed a picture for me and Rachel. And, and actually he took a – like there was a KBA photographer who took a picture of the three of us. So I got to tell Kylie. I was like, you got to give me that picture. Yeah. Um. So he was great. And then he took off and then uh, – So did he go to dinner – with your sister before that? Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's say he went to dinner with my sister. <laughs> you like saying it that way? Liz was entertaining Huel. Yeah. Anyway. She's like, by the way, this place has is, has not passed their food code for yeah, a while. Exactly. It was great. And Don't get the uh, risotto. I was, uh, I was amazed at how much I enjoyed the dealing with the public, too. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess they're calling because they want to. Like it's And it's not a sales call. Well... Last time when Amanda did it, she had some people that were like complaining about yeah, things. That's what she did said. you have any of that kind of stuff? Or were they all really? I didn't personally. So after Huel, there was a Stevie Wonder concert on that we stayed for part of um, until they realized no one was calling and they said, "All right, you, you can go." <laughs> but one guy did get a call that was some. He made it sound like some old like drunk guy just going. I'm loving this Stevie Wonder music, and I ain't giving you a goddamn penny or something, and hung up. I was like, okay, thanks for calling. All right. Thanks. Fantastic. Thanks, shut-ins. How many calls do you think you got, you personally? Um, I don't know. At least a dozen. Okay. I'd say. But, I mean, they were, like, nonstop. And they were all, were they all giving the, at least 150 bucks? Yeah. One, what was the largest donation you received? 300. Okay. It was the largest one that I took. And then one guy did call and just wanted one ticket. So, come on, loser. Can't find a date Seriously, for Huel. For Huel? So. Maybe he's trying to go stag to bring Huel home. <laughs> maybe, maybe, or maybe he thinks he'll like, pick up some chicks. Oh, that's true. At the Huel chicks. Yeah. Ain't no chick yeah. like a Huel chick. <laughs> like no chick I know. So anyways, it was great. Excellent. I'm glad that you had such an enjoyable time. I did. Um, okay, I have a little thing to uh, change gears a little bit. Um... I was watching an old 30 Rock episode the other day. A good pastime? Yes. Um, one of my favorite ones, was, it's where uh, it involves the Will Arnett character, mm-hmm. Devin, and um, he comes and he's like, he says the line, revenge is a dish best served cold, like pizza. 
And Alec Baldwin goes, better than hot pizza? That's insane. Because <laughs> Van and I always have this argument about hot pizza, cold pizza. Right. Like that. Anyway, I was thinking about the show, and I was thinking, um, as I always do, about the weakest part of that show. The mm-hmm. weakest link, like if weakest you will. character. Yeah. Well, just yeah. Like the in terms of characters, the weakest link of the show. And to me, in that show, it's very obvious who that is. Okay. Among the main characters, right? And Kenneth. No. Oh. No. Really? It's got to be Jane Krakowski, the blonde. Yeah. She's always got her same issues where she's really like. Oh, I'm trying, you know, I am not sure about myself, or I'm so great, but I'm really not that great. Right. I I mean, she, like, rarely ever does she have a plot line that's very funny to me. No, but, I mean, I like the way that she does it. Usually it makes me laugh. I feel like, well, here's why I said Kenneth. When Kenneth is is being the assistant to Miss Maroney or whatever, and, like, maybe like the straight man to her insanity or, or Tracy's or whatever, then I'm fine with him. But when it's like a thing that's like focused on Kenneth, I usually think those are really low points. Yeah. See, I like Kenneth. I like, I like that there's like, seems to be all the stuff we don't know about him. Like the, like the fact that he's actually really old. Like there was a, there was a, well, it's all in like throwaway lines, right? Well, you... sort of. Yeah. Cause there was a, there was one, I forget what it was, but there was one episode and it showed like this old TV show from a long time ago. And it showed Kenneth at, like looking like he does now, <laughs> like on that show fifty years ago or whatever. Nice. Um, so we're in disagreement in this. You think it's him? Well, I think that I think that Jenna would be a close second. Okay. But um, yeah, for me, I think he's the weakest link. Well, here's what I've done. I've compiled a list of TV shows mm-hmm. and one movie. Okay. Um, and I want us to discuss who the weakest link Got it. of these sh- programs are. They, okay. they are the weakest link. Yeah, exactly. Um, some of them are going to be easy. Okay. Some of them are going to be hard, because I'm going to force us to pick a weakest link. Do we have to agree? No. Okay, we each have to pick one. Right. Okay. Let's go. All right. Saved by the Bell. Ooh, easy. Yeah, it is easy. Lisa. What? What? The are we- you serious? The weakest link? I love Lisa. Lisa Turtle? Yeah. Uh, Jesse? Have you heard of Jesse Spano and how super lame she was? Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, she was way not good enough for AC Slater, <laughs> who always called her mama. You're gay. <laughs> <laughs> I could have pleased him so much more. I'm not saying that I wanted to be with him. You think, um, so, yeah. I mean, if I'm Slater, I'm going for Lisa way more than I'm going for... Here's Jessie the thing. and her stupid yes. causes and everything and diet pills. Right. Yes, Jesse was lame, but Jesse also gave us the I'm so excited, I'm so scared. And like there were things there were things but you that was remember okay. about Jesse. What what was a memorable Lisa scene? The one where she talked Being about hot? the one where she talked about going to the mall and then shrugged and had to go on a date with Screech. I mean, you know. What was a memorable Lisa thing? There were none. Well, Exactly. Yeah. There's memorable Jesse moments. Maybe they're not like... But they're memorable because she was lame. Right, right. But they're memorable. I would There's rather nothing be, about I would rather be. I would rather have her be remembered just for being a pretty face than being memorable for being weak. She wasn't a pretty face, though. You didn't think, you didn't think Lisa no. was pretty? I thought Lisa was pretty. Oh, I thought you were talking about Jesse. No. Jesse, yeah. okay, Jesse is like Tori Spelling. Yeah. Which we'll get to. Right. In that they're memorable for being weak. No? I think it's interesting that we're disagreeing. Like, I, <laughs> I thought there was no way we wouldn't be in complete agreement about some of these, but it looks like we're, we're not. Well. Interesting. All right. So I you mean, can go with Jesse. I'll go, a, or at least I'll go with Jesse. You know, a character you can, you can like or dislike, but, but you remember in private parts when the guy's talking about the Howard Stern ratings and half the people say they listen because they want to hear what he's going to say next or, you know, the people that hate him, the people that love him say they want to hear what he's going to say next and the people right. that hate him say it like the same thing. Like, you might not like it, but they're, but they're memorable. They, they contribute something to the show. So I'm saying to be the weakest okay. link, you have to, you didn't contribute anything to the show. Is that how we're defining weakest well, that, link? Well, that's what I, that was my initial thought. You just want to say, say who was your least favorite? Well, I, I would say, yeah, I guess weakest link to me would be 
the one that the show could, could still continue to be great without. Right, well, and that's, and that's why I would say Lisa. Like, because she didn't add anything. But without, if you take it away, you're not missing anything. Yeah, but without Lisa, Screech is a much different character. Maybe he just, like, has a different girl every week? He'd probably end up with the Tory Spelling girl. Oh, God, yeah. Who was who was more, like, suited for him, anyway? Right. Because that was also one of the most unbelievable things. Lisa's good-looking, she's got money, she's popular, but she always winds up dating, yeah. taking Screech to the dance. Like, yeah. come on. You know? Yeah. I mean, yes, uh, Slater could have done better than Jesse, uh, but, you know... But he chose her or whatever. He chose to be with her for whatever reason. And it like that made sense. Lisa hated Screech, and yet she always went to the dance with him. Could we agree that maybe Tori was a worse character than either? Was that the lesbian? That was the that was the biker chick yeah. who replaced Kelly the like lesbian. sporadically. <laughs> like there'd be an episode with Tori, and then there'd be an episode with Kelly, right. and then there'd be an episode with Tori. It was like, was that ever explained? <laughs> Not at I all. I mean it's not like Tiffany Ratheason was off filming a movie and they needed explained. a replacement. Yeah. It was odd. It was a... Maybe there's, like, contract it a, negotiations. It was a Stephanie Seymour-sized mystery as to how that mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, say about the bell. Who's the boss? Oh, easy. That is easy. Jonathan. It's gotta be Jonathan. But for the same reason. Like, he brought nothing to the show. Even when, even when he was, like, the really young, mm-hmm. and maybe he was supposed to contribute, like, the cute kid moments, right. they weren't good. No. And then when he got older, he had absolutely nothing. Yeah, and there was, there was never any real story. Like, I don't remember any storylines with him no i mean there'd be like tony's gonna teach him how to box or you know he gets in a fight in the playground yeah. and tony's gonna teach him how to yeah. box or something but it wasn't like something you cared about yeah he was, he was super lame yeah do you think that that character could have been good if they got someone else to play him or do you just think the character was lame no matter what like do you mm, do you chalk it up to the actor or do you chalk it up to the part and the writing for him that's interesting i think it's the part Maybe if they'd had, maybe if, if it had Webster in there, <laughs> I was going to say, maybe if Angela's kid was more the same age as Alyssa Milano, and then maybe they had like a romance or oh, something, interesting. something that would like, that would contribute something, yeah. but you just, you know. But once they started, they were stuck with it. They couldn't like make him all of a sudden older and cooler, you know, not really. No, TV shows never have a baby born that suddenly. Well, they couldn't all five of a sudden, years older than all of a sudden make him older than Alyssa Milano. The next season, he has a mustache. He's <laughs> like six four. He really grown. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, we'll we'll go with the older shows. And okay. Move to the newer shows. Uh, cheers. Ooh, Cheers. Weakest link of Cheers. Yeah. God. Um, of the main of the main people. Yeah, it's not Sam. It's not no, Woody. No, mm. uh, no. I don't know. I liked. I liked. It's, it's not, definitely not Norm. It's not Norm. It's not Cliff. No, it's not Cliff. It's not Fraser. It's not Carla. It's not Carla. Could it be Lilith? Oh, definitely. But she, I don't. Mm, I don't. She's not a main enough character. I don't, yeah, I think it was kind of the. The Kirstie Alley Shelley Long That's, hybrid. You know what? That she was kind of the lamest one. Yeah, you now, needed was, you needed a character. It was like Diane. That. Yeah, and Rebecca. Rebecca. You needed uh, a girl. You needed the girl that Sam was after. But but yeah, both those characters were lame. Shelley Long with her nose up in the air, and I'm too good oh, for yeah, this bar, and yet I worked here for twelve years, right. and then. Uh, Kirstie Alley was just like a mess all the time and, and, and not attractive. I mean, neither was really attractive is the thing. I would say at the time, definitely Kirstie Alley was more attractive than Shelley Long. I mean, Shelley Long hasn't been attractive a day in her life. Right. But Kirstie Alley was for a time. I guess. I mean, we've got like shoulder padsy eighties, big hair. Angela Bowers kind of play. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Um, but, uh. But, like, neither of them were, were so... It wasn't like Sofia Vergara was behind the door in that no. office. But Sam's like, oh, I gotta get this girl. And yeah. it's like, come on, Sam. Come on, dude. You're a washed-up former Red Sox pitcher. Yeah. You should be able to do much better than this. <laughs> you drive a Corvette. <laughs> you... Whatever else you did. Yeah. You spent a lot of time on your hair. That's your true. tube. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the okay. girl was the weakest character. So, the Diane-Rebecca character? Initially, I was leaning towards Woody because... Sort of like the same reason I like Kenneth. It's like we get it. You're a farm boy. You know, you're in the. They big are kind city. of a similar character. But but I think I think the 
the like when he gets married to Kelly. Oh God, Kelly, Kelly, <laughs> Kelly, Kelly. <laughs> I think the way that that Woody like like sold the. I feel like when Kenneth says one of his oddball, you know, my granddaddy made moonshine, blah, blah, he's sort of grinning like he's in on the joke. And I feel like when Woody would say, like, you know, what's a skyscraper, it was, like, flat. Like, you really bought it. Like, he really delivered it well. So, yeah, the girl. But I feel like it's always that way with 30 Rock. They're always all in on the joke in all of their things. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's true. It's just a... It's just the style of the show. Anyway. All right, so... so we agreed on those. On both of yeah. those. Who's the boss? Well, who's the boss is a slam dunk. Yeah. Um, full House. Mm, full House. There's the, a lot of weak links in that show. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should play Who is the Strong Link. Uh, uh, Cameron, obviously. Uh, was it? It might be... Uh, I might go Saget. Hmm. Because... Yeah, I don't know. God. I feel like... Well, of the three dads... Saget's the lame one, right? Because Jesse is banned in his motorcycles, whatever. So definitely not Stamos. And the other guy at the time was funny. Right. Like, Um, now we would watch it, we'd be like, Coulier, kill yourself. You're terrible. (laughs) You know, a good... I gotta think it's... I gotta think it's Jody Sweet. (laughs) A good Popeye impression doesn't go as far as it did in the late 80s. Um, Jody Sweeten was pretty weak. Jody Sweeten was lame, but, like, lamer than Saget? We, because she was link, she like, was kind of like uh, you need you need Saget there as the dad to provide those awe moments. But what did what did do you? Why don't you make the three girls orphans and have Uncle because Jesse neither and of those Joey. dads could have pulled it together. Well, neither yeah. of those dads could have could have had the wherewithal to. Wasn't Sweeten like the sarcastic kind of daughter? Was she? Uh, was she the one who said pin a rose on your nose? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, they were all. I definitely way... know she ate my balls. <laughs> they were um, all way too catchphrasy. How about Kimmy Gibbler? Was she a main character? No, maybe not. I mean, if she was, yeah, she's definitely a weak link. I'm sticking with Saget. I'm going with Sweeten. Okay. I mean, none of the kids was was that great. Yeah. The little one is just lame. It was. It was a. Candace the Cameron sum, was lame. It was. It was the whole is greater than the sum of its parts yes, kind of show. Definitely. Candace Cameron also like not attractive. At the time, I, I had I had a, I had a period in time when I like her whole wardrobe was overalls <laughs> and mom jeans. <laughs> it was hot back then. Okay, okay. Uh, we've kind of already discussed this. Nine hundred two one zero. Yeah, uh, it's. I'm just going through my head real quick, but it's got to be Donna. Okay. Even even David who I was, started I was out really late is. But then like. When he broke up with Donna, he got better. And he brought more... He brought, like, Claire in. Like, That's his true. character was able to bring in more redeemable people. Um, Donna was just horrible. And, like... I, I don't even think she was a main character in the first year. I think she was just kind of there. Really? Like, doing... Like, just kind of Kelly's shadow and not really doing anything. And then hmm. they started giving her all these, like... She catches her mom with another guy at the Color Me Bad thing, right. and she gets almost raped, and she's almost blah, 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 and she always has stalkers, and, and she's always, like, having stalkers she's a fashion designer or getting almost and, raped, and I'm like, yeah. she's horrible. <laughs> I who'd want to R her? Exactly. You know? Yeah, I, I gotta say, it's definitely done. All right. I, yeah. I'm not gonna argue with you on that No. Um, Maybe Cindy Walsh. Ooh. <laughs> That's just because you have a man crush on Jim Walsh. You don't think any woman's good enough for her. <laughs> she's not. Okay, um, let's see, so let me cross these out as we do them, because I have several of them. Um, chronologically, I think the next one is, this is going to be hard. Okay. Seinfeld. Ooh, Seinfeld. Oh, this is going to be hard. If you have to choose <laughs> of one, the of, main four. one of the main four to be the weakest link. Wow. Because... Outside of that, I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many on that next level of characters, right. like Newman and Putty and right. those kind of people. That no, it's got to be one of the four. I think I would go Kramer. Really? I think. I mean, yeah. It's another thing that's like after a while, I'm like, I get it. He's, yeah, he's the wacky neighbor. You know. Yeah. I didn't like George, but really, oh, I love George. Well, I mean, I didn't like. 
him as a person, but oh, like I liked okay. the things he would get into and, and the like his craziness, um, you know, telling Susan's parents he bought a house in the Hamptons and then driving all the way right. out there because no one will back down. Like <laughs> I'd rather watch that than Kramer trying to make his own sausages or one of his like yeah. like weird, you know, quirky things. And it's definitely yeah. not Jerry, and it's definitely not Elaine. Okay. It's definitely not it's de- for me, it's definitely not Jerry or George. Mm-hmm. It's between Kramer and Elaine. Interesting. Um, but I think Elaine could carry more like a, a broader section of the show more than Kramer could. Kramer was good in like short bursts. Yes. Like you give him five seconds and he'll knock it out of the park. But anytime you have to have like a prolonged thing with him, it kind of fell apart. Right. Well, I mean, obviously they're all great. Right. But if if, but you, if you have had to, have to do a without form, one, like yeah, if if you were gonna watch a show that was Jerry, George, and Kramer, or Jerry, George, and Elaine, mm-hmm. it's gonna be Jerry, George, and Elaine. That's gonna be the show that is. That is more successful and more enjoyable than the one with Kramer. So, right. yeah. Okay. That's tough. And he's a racist. Yeah, well, you know. But even so, I think he's the weakest link. Okay. <laughs> Despite that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dawson's Creek. Is this, like, is this again of like the main four? Or are you including? Um, I wouldn't. Well, I don't think it matters. It's got to be Jen, right? <laughs> Actually, now that I think about it. Well, because okay. I really hated Andy. Oh, I was going to say, it's not Dawson, even though I know you hate Dawson. Dawson served a purpose. He served a purpose. Like, it's the same thing. Dawson was lame because the character was lame, but he needed to be lame. Jen brought nothing. Okay. Jen's the I just slut from it. New York who like didn't do anything and wasn't good looking and like, <laughs> you know. And I feel like, and you watched a lot more than I did, but I feel like there was a lot of times when... Jen was, like, left behind or something. Like, the three mains would be out doing something, and Jen was just kind of crying at home well, with Grams or something. Yeah, I mean, the love triangle thing... It, it was pretty early, the love triangle thing with... The love triangle was centered on Dawson at the beginning. And then as it went along, it came to be centered on Joey. You know, at first right. it was... It was Joey and Jen fighting over Dawson, right. and then it became Joey or uh, Joey was Jen was out of the picture, and it was Dawson and Pacey fighting over. It. And then doesn't Jen die in the end? In the but last that's one? not the very last right. episode. Spoiler alert! Uh, and I don't think I mean Andy was only on for like one year, so wasn't she? Or? No, she was on for maybe three oh, okay. seasons. Um, I think it's got to be Jen. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Because again, like, what's what's your most memorable Jen moment? Eh. The truth, <sighs> there are none. You know, Jack became a pretty big character, but the truth is, I think I kind of like Jack more than I liked Jen, Andy? possibly. Oh, well, definitely, Jack and Andy were brother and sister, right? But definitely, remember. Jack's better than Andy. Yeah, Andy was just like, here's why I hated Andy because she brought Pacey down. Yeah, like he could have done so much better. God, I feel well, so <laughs> <laughs> so gay. Uh, Andy was another like like they they played up all the stuff about how she had like a history of mental illness, yeah. but uh, then it never really. Uh, she's pretty mentally ill. Oh, did it eventually play itself? She out? had to like go away for a while. Oh, okay. And and part of it was like the pressure that her dad was putting on her to get into these good schools. And the funny thing is, I found out later that she was kind of like the Gabrielle Carteris character, who we didn't even mention, and not to know by the way. Yeah, but she, okay. she okay. <laughs> you needed her because she was really a lot older. Like, oh really? Yeah, like I remember seeing her maybe a couple a year or two after Dawson's Creek was over, and she was playing like a mom of some child, like a eight year old kid or something on some commercial. Hmm. And I was like, but she's seventeen, she like forty. <laughs> What's going on here? It's yeah. kind of weird, but. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my vote for Andy. Okay. Because she. Wait, I'm gonna put it with an IE. I think it is. I IE. don't know why I'm writing this down. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> it's for the scrapbook. <laughs> okay. Um, Dawson's Creek done. Now we get to our more modern shows, including Arrested Development. Ooh. Uh, this is another one that I know. I think right off the bat. Hmm, okay. Uh, well, I'm gonna go Buster. Oh. Uh, 
Yeah, maybe. But then at the last minute, I was thinking maybe the dad slash Oscar. Mm, interesting. It's definitely not Lucille. It's definitely not... Tobias. Tobias is freaking awesome. Right. (laughs) It's definitely not Job or Michael. Or Michael Sarah. Right. And to be honest... Ooh, what about maybe? I'd like maybe. (laughs) Well... They don't give her a lot to do, but she's pretty good when she gets an opportunity. She was definitely the least used character, I would right. say. Um, but she was very good when she had her opportunities. I'm seeing with Buster, for the same reason that we picked Kramer and the same reason I picked um, Kenneth, is that he's okay in little bursts or in the background of something, but when it ever focused on him, I didn't like it. No? Buster going to the army or the seal attacking his hand or, you know... Huh. I never liked the focus on Buster. I liked really? him in the background. Interesting. Uh, so who would you say? See, you actually kind of maybe convinced me to go with uh, with George. But, I mean, you can't take him out of the show and that he's obviously like a key... He's the patriarch of the show. Like, in terms of his character, you can't remove him. Right. But right. he didn't do much. You could have had him in the first one and say, and then he went off to jail and, and just went on. I mean, a lot of the episodes were them looking for him when he escaped and things. But All right. I'm going to try and think about my favorite episodes. My favorite episodes, one is Mr. F. Yeah. Which doesn't really involve... It involves Buster a little bit. Um, but doesn't involve George all that much. That's when he's doing the whole... Um, he's got Bob Einstein doing... Oh, the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The surrogate. The surrogate. Um, and then the one where they build the house. Mm-hmm. See, he's gone for that. See, George is gone for a lot of it. Cause like for a while he's either in jail or he's up hiding in the attic and right. you just see him for a fraction of the time. Um, and then the, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go George. As my just George or George slash oh, Oscar. George Oscar. Okay. Oscar's pretty late. If I could just say Oscar. <laughs> I would say Oscar. Cause Except I did love the things Oscar would do when uh, Lucille would say, like, oh, I wish I wish Buster's father was here. And uh, he'd be like, maybe he is or something. I was going to share my pop secret with you. <laughs> pop secret? Is he really my father? Uh, okay. Um, now we get to very modern shows. Okay. Including Modern Family. I was waiting. You kept saying modern shows. Yeah. I was waiting for one to be a modern family. <clears throat> um... This is tough. It's either... Uh, it's one of the kids. Uh, in my opinion. I'd say it's one of the kids or Redbeard. Oh, no. It's definitely not the gay guys. I love the gay guys. Well, I like the big cartoonish gay guys. They're, but they, they're so good with each other. They play off each other so well. In my opinion. I think I think it's either... Ironically, the two gay guys play with each other so well. It's not the gayest thing you've said <laughs> on this episode. Um, it's either... It's either Manny, and I think you like mm, Manny a lot. I do like Manny. Manny. <sighs> he's been better, but his whole like old soul, like acting like he's thirty five. Mm, it is thing, kind of another one it's, note. It's thing. pretty tiring to me. The middle daughter, though. Yeah, she's there's nothing about her. You're right. You're right. She could pretty much be gone because she doesn't. She doesn't do a whole lot. Well, and a lot of times she the is old, gone. The older daughter is kind of lame, but. Then you get her boyfriend, who's kind of amusing, and he sings, like, overtly sexual songs and things like that. Right. Um, I think you're right. I think it might be the middle daughter. Yeah. Like, for me, though... Well, if it's going to be the kids, it's got to be the middle daughter. I I feel like she gets so... I'm torn, because she gets so little airtime... Right. ...that I'm never, like, oh, can we we get off of her? She's not holding back the show. Whereas with Manny, I'm like, all right. Sometimes the whole Manny, though. The only only reason you like Manny is because it means there's probably more Sofia Vergara time. Well, yeah. Like, (laughs) what's a memorable thing that he has done? I like the way Manny plays off of Ed O'Neill, too. Yeah. You know, and he's like, oh, lighten up, kid. And he's like, oh, I'm sipping my espresso. That's true. Morbidly obese and eight years old. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's it's not that I love Manny, but I do enjoy his scenes. Okay. The middle daughter's just like, man, I'm smart. I'm not pretty, man. She, you know, I was so convinced that she was one of the girls 
that was on one of the casts of uh, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader. She looked exactly oh, like really? one of those original kids, but I guess it wasn't her. You know what? The Good middle story. daughter. Yeah, it's great. The middle <laughs> daughter is to Will Wheatony. She's like, Whoa, I'm smarter wait, no. than all the adults. Okay, that's why we didn't bring up Star Trek Extraction. I guess that was too easy. Uh, um, but you know, like, you have this, sh- this the, the ship full of the best of the Starfleet, and then they're all, like, scratching their heads, and Will Wheaton walks out. He's like, gee whiz, can't we just use the transporter? And he, sa- like, saves it all. He's smarter than all the adults and stuff. I feel like the middle daughter's like that, too, because... The, the mom and dad, like, obviously the dad's bumbling, and the mom will get too much in her own head, and, and like, oh, there's the middle daughter, though. Oh, I saw this coming, blah, blah, blah. You know what? That's a good point. I, here's how I feel about it. I feel like the middle daughter is supposed to point out to people how stupid they are. Mm-hmm. But we don't need her to point out how stupid they are, because we're smart enough to figure out that they're stupid. Right. We're not like, oh, yeah, they're being kind of irrational about this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So maybe they'd even be better off without her, period. She'd be better off without her period. <laughs> uh, Are you saying you're going to get her pregnant? Um, no, I'm going to get her a hysterectomy. Oh, how kind of you. <laughs> That's what I do. It is National Hysterectomy Month. I guess. Is it really? I don't know. Okay. Um, I guess I guess it would be middle daughter. I doubt it. Although I really don't like the red-bearded gay guy. Really? Explain. He just annoys me. I don't know. You don't like the idea of a straight gay guy? I don't get it. Because he's the straight man. Of the gay guys. Oh, right. You know, the other one's the Fizbo crazy one. <laughs> right, and I, I do like him. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just the red beard. I don't trust people with red beards. Really? Red beard at night? Sailor's tonight or something? Exactly. I'm looking at national hysterectomy. All right. No, we should just go on to the next show. Month. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> this is going to be horrible. We're losing all our women listeners. Um, this is for the women listeners. No, I don't see it. All right. Um, anyway, so I we're both going with middle daughter? Yeah, totally. Okay. Uh, last one, community. Mm. This is a tough one, only because there are two, well, maybe even more than two really good options. The weakest link of community. There are a couple of there options. There are three options, I would say. Are they Britta, no. Black Lady, and Chevy Chase? They are Black Lady, who has a name, by the way. I just don't remember what it is right now. <laughs> you knew who I was talking about. Oh, Chang. Chang is the third one. Is Chang it's, a main character? He's making guess, himself a main yeah. character. It's Chang and Chevy Chase and the elderly woman on the show. Who has a race that I'm not don't really remember what she is. <laughs> what is her Shirley. Name? Shirley? Shirley. Shirley. Is Shirley. Um, yeah, it's got to be Chang. It's we're very like it's definitely not any of the white people. It's either, well, I guess there's Troy and Troy Abed, 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 the white true. people. Well, it's like the old dude or the Asian guy or the African American lady. Chevy Chase is maybe it's just because they're all older. Maybe Chevy we're Chase ages. is annoying, but but. I like him as the grump in the background and, and yeah, whatever. He, like when he was in his wheelchair and, and like the the Dungeons and Dragons one where he was just being a dick and trying to jack that dude. Yeah. It's 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 Chang. Chang is Chang? Well, it, okay. So the first year he was their teacher. And like that's fine. In fact, the show should do that. Every year some guest star is the teacher, mm-hmm. you know, and then they move on. So the year's over. But they've still, but like they've still got, they want to hold on to to Chang, right? So they just have him, like, there. Is he is he now a student there? Because he's trying to he's trying to get into their study group. Yeah, they should have just let him in the study group in in the first mm-hmm. or second episode. If if they're going to keep him, they should yeah. just let him in and then let him play off the people and what. But, but now he's it's so like depressing. he's always he's like he's homeless. Yeah. He's trying to like bum. Well, they didn't uh, have to do that to part stay. either. But yeah, like now he's always just nose against the window trying to get in with yeah. the cool kids and he's got a sad sack story and maybe he's the father of this baby and he's homeless and right. like he's got I, it's, it's not Shirley. As 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 much as she like when you do a main thing with her it's kind of lame. Yeah. She's okay. And she's she brings funny. Theo. She does bring Malcolm Jamal Warner to the table, which I like. <laughs> Who I hope uh, in turn will bring Cockroach. Indeed. Um, I, I'm i going to say Chevy Chase. Really? I, what does he bring? Like, he had that one episode where he was, like, high and was imagining Andy Dick talking to him. 
Yeah. That's that's two things I really we've, don't need. We've all been there. Chasing any dick. Yeah. Like. They yeah, just but, don't know but you do like Chang. I hate Chang. Yeah. But I think Chevy Chase is just brings nothing to the table. Like, see, but Chevy Chase was one of the original people. So I'm so I feel like Chang is is when there's a show with a guest star for a few episodes that becomes really popular, and they try and like shove him in now as a main character. Yeah. And like he didn't earn it. I feel. Mm. So that's that's why I'm saying Chang because now because I, like, I like the British guy better than him. Yeah. Especially since he likes Liverpool. But he's only on every four or five episodes right. and in a little part. And they're not like, oh, this guy's this guy's getting good ratings. Let's put him in every episode yeah. now, you know? Because that would make him annoying. Yeah. Wasn't Betty White their teacher for like a day? Yeah. That was weird. Well, it's I the mean, same they, thing with the with the, the Asian guys. Like, oh, this guy's popular. Let's put him in everything. Chang? Yeah. Well, we, we were already using his name, and then you, then you backshifted I, well, to the I, Asian I, I, guy. I was going to say, I was going to, Ken Jong is oh, that his okay, name? Yeah. Um, sorry. Um, you racist. Totally. Yeah, I gotta say Chang. I mean, yeah, I don't love Chevy Chase, but, you know, he's part of the original formula, and, and I do like having the grumpy old man with the kids. I'm still, I'm still going with Chevy. That's fine. So we agreed on one, two, three, four, five of them. Okay, there's one left. Wow, okay. It's a movie. I was trying to think of a bunch of movies, and I couldn't think of that many, so I just came up with one. Okay. Anchorman. Anchorman, uh, a recent because, favorite from our comedy bracket podcast. Because it has to be, if it's a movie, it has to have kind of an ensemble cast. If you right. have like two or three main characters, then you know it doesn't really work as well. Um, so are we talking about the four men and the girl? And... You can also include, like, Vince Vaughn, or... All right. Um, yeah. The manager, Fred station Willard. manager. But he's not... He's never gonna be a weak link. No, no, no. Um, Fred Willard hasn't been a weak link one day in his life. <laughs> and he's not about to start now. Exactly. <laughs> or in 2004, when it came out, or whatever. Yeah. Um, weakest link. It's easy for me. Like, you haven't narrowed down to one? Oh, yeah. Probably Champ. Definitely Champ. Yeah. I was narrowing down to Champ and Paul Rudd, but I think Champ. All Champ does is say whammy and grabs her boob and talks about... Getting an apartment with Ron Burgundy. Yeah, and, and slathering her butt in barbecue sauce. <laughs> yeah, I do like that part. But uh, I'm not a big Keckner guy. Yeah. He, ha- he doesn't... Yeah, I don't... <laughs> Maybe Paul Rudd gets more points for his thing. He's more understated. Like, he doesn't try and push it too much. That's true. Um, you know, he has his Sex Panther moment, and he has... Uh, he's the one who talks about the time he was in love, right? Maybe. Wait, is that when they sing Afternoon Delight? Uh-huh. No, I thought that was... I thought that was Ron that- Burgundy talking about the... Yeah, Paul Rudd does thing where he's like, I was in love once, and Ron's like, what was her name? He's like, I don't know. And yeah. He's I'm like, I don't sure think that was love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's, it's champ. It's definitely sorry, champ. Sorry, champ. Sorry, champ. Wait. You're, you're not the champ this time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was good. That was a good uh, topic. Yeah. Weak links. Okay. It was close to wiki links. Wiki leaks, whatever. How many do we have? There were 11, huh. and we agreed on one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, right. better than 50%. Yeah. Did we include 30 Rock on there? No, so that would make it so 12. So it'd be 6 at 12, 50%. Because yeah. you, you're still going with... Kenneth. Kenneth, huh? Yeah, probably. Unbelievable. When he, when he does his accent, when he gets upset, he's like, Oh no, when I get upset, my accent come out. Did you not see that one? I don't... Oh, it's great. Maybe, I don't know. They like, they like referred to it again on a later episode where... He started talking in his real southern accent. <laughs> and I like I like Jack's relationship with him where he's and, and the way he uses him with Will Arnett's character. How Will oh, Arnett's yeah. like super in love with him. Right. They're like, I'll give you Kenneth. But you know what? Wasn't it the beginning of a season when Kenneth got fired? Yeah, and he like, went to a different wasn't network on or for something. three or four yeah. episodes. And I was fine with that. In fact, when they would go like, you know, oh yeah, here's Kenneth so sad, I'd be like, eh. Just drop him. I mean I I knew he was gonna wind up back, but I was okay with him being gone. Also, I'm saying Jenna only because Lutz is not a big enough character. Lutz, <laughs> totally. Lutz is the worst. Totally. Are also, you... the, the like, 
Danish woman writer. No, I like her. I was just going to say. terrible. Because she's never in it, but when she says something, it's some weird, like, lesbian reference or something. It just makes me wonder, you you sit in the background all this time, like, how much are you getting paid to be on this show? You do almost nothing. Yeah. But I like it for the continuity. Yeah. Like how the, um, at Seinfeld, the cashier lady was always that same old lady sitting there. Right. Like, never said anything, but was always just there. True. Someday I'm going to be an extra. That'd be awesome. Like a permanent extra. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like not just a, yeah, permanent like, extra. Like, well, I guess he had lines. I was going to say like Max and uh, Say by the Bell. Oh, God. <laughs> Max. <laughs> I'd forgotten about Max. All right. Well, we've broken the hour mark, which is something. This is not the weakest link of podcasts. It is not. I'll tell you that. All right. This is... A podcast. <laughs> this is a podcast. That's a podcast? That's a podcast. I dreamed a dream in time gone by When hope was high and life worth living